Hi, this is Jeannie Kelly, and I'm from the Kelly Group, and we have a credit club at readyforgoodcredit.com. Thank you for joining me today because I want to talk about your credit when it comes to divorce. I've had so many people call me after the divorce when usually there's a problem, unfortunately. So before there be, before there's any problem, let's try to put you on a path to help during the divorce process. And if you are already divorced, you can still do these tips because today is better than not doing it at all, and it can still prevent something from damaging your credit that you weren't aware of. So the number one rule I have is pull your credit report. You can do this at annualcreditreport.com. So definitely pull your credit report. That's my number one rule. You can pull an experienced Equifax and TransUnion. They don't share information, the credit bureaus, so I do suggest obtaining all three. Then once you have the reports, my second rule is highlight every single account that says joint, every single one. It does not matter if the account shows it being paid, if it's zero balance, if it's closed. I just want you to be aware of all the accounts that are joint. We can go through them one by one. My third rule is any accounts that are joint with a balance of zero, so there is no balance, but it's showing zero, you may want to close those accounts. Now, I normally don't like to see people closing accounts because keeping an old account on your credit report is healthy. So if you can call the creditor to see if one of you can keep that account, that's fine, but if not, I say close the account, even if it's zero. Now, let me explain why I'm mentioning this. This is why many clients call me, because all of a sudden, during the divorce, they never even thought of this account because it was, let's just say, a store account or an account they haven't used in five years, so they forgot about it and they knew it was zero. What happens is your ex could use that account, whether they do it on purpose or by accident, they do it, and then let's say they forget to pay it or it goes into collection because they were on good with bills. You are still jointly responsible because when you open the account jointly, it doesn't matter if you're divorced or not. When an account is open joint, you're both responsible. You never closed it or you never took one person's name off, so you're responsible. So the bottom line is, this is why I tell people to pull their credit reports because they forget about a lot of accounts that they might have, let's say you even opened up an account for furniture at one time jointly, and of course it's paid off. If it's still an open account, it's zero balance, that person can go back in a year from now, two years from now. You're still married to the credit with that person with that account. And that's why I say look at all the accounts, even if it's a zero balance, make sure it's resolved in being a closed account. Rule is any accounts that are joint with balances due and you're not responsible to pay, get your name taken off. Uh, many, many times I have clients come in who say, well, in the divorce decree, it says that I'm not responsible to pay this. That's fine that you have a divorce decree that says that, but if the bank didn't approve that, then you are still jointly responsible for that. So if that ex of yours is paying it late, doesn't pay it at all, 
you will be the one responsible. So during the divorce, if an account can't be paid off and the ex is in charge of paying it, you want to be able to call the bank or your ex call the bank and provide you paperwork that your name was taken off and you are no longer responsible. That is something very important. The divorce decree does not matter to the creditors because you have to imagine when you apply for a joint account, joint accounts can be for a husband and wife. They could be for business partners. They could be for a parent and a child. A joint account just means two people are applying for this account, and based on the information provided on that application, the creditor approved you both jointly. So when you divorce, they don't know anything about it. Just like if a business uh, partner ends a relationship or if you want to not pay for your child on that credit card, you have to end it with the creditor because they approved it in both your names. And even though decree protects you as far as this is what you're supposed to pay, and if the person doesn't, you're going to have to go through court and deal with them. But at the same time, if they're not paying something and it's on your credit report and it's getting dinged because, oh, it's getting paid but late, those are things that are going to attack your credit report. So be on top of getting your name off those accounts. Any accounts, my number five rule, any accounts that you added your ex on as an authorized user, take the name off. So you no longer have to have that person walking around with a credit card that can charge on your account because you will be responsible for paying it. So just remember to do that. If you ever added your ex as an authorized user, remember to call those creditors and take his or her name off. Number six, change your address with creditors. This is very important because many times during divorce you may move uh, or, or maybe you don't move, but maybe you want to have, instead of all your mail still going to your home, maybe you want to set up a new um, mailing address so you know, okay, everything's going to start going here. Change your address with your creditors. Be on top of that. At the same time, my seventh rule is change your address with the credit bureaus. A lot of times, you're not thinking about it because you just think they keep gathering information, which they do, from your creditors. But you could be a step ahead of this, and you can send all three credit bureaus your new, uh, your new address, and I do suggest you doing that. My number eight rule, build new accounts in your own name. This could be with credit cards, personal loans, secured credit cards. However, you just want to keep building new credit. A lot of people might not even have a lot of credit going through the divorce, maybe a lot within one spouse's name. So you want to make sure going through divorce that you are still building healthy new credit. It's always good to be building it. So make sure you do during the divorce as well. My ninth rule is monitor your credit during the entire divorce process. If you still have joint accounts that cannot be paid off, keep monitoring them so you will be alerted for any late payments made. It is so important. Sometimes you can't get your name off an account. And you know what? When that is a major account, like let's say they wouldn't take your name off the mortgage, but you aren't the one responsible to pay it. 
you want to be monitoring your credit so you would find out if it's getting paid late or if somebody, let's say, um, is applying for credit in your name and you don't know. You want to be monitoring your credit during the entire divorce. I've had so many clients say, you know, I didn't know. I thought our divorce was going smoothly and everything was going great until I pulled my credit. So that's the thing. A lot of times no one even realizes what's going on, so you have to monitor it. You want to be making sure you're on top of your credit. It's yours, so be on top of it. And my tenth rule is, and it's last but not least, know your FICO credit score. Just so you know, there's many credit scores out there. They're all over the place. But do you know 90% of lenders use FICO scoring, that's F-I-C-O. So you want to know your base, where you started. Whether you keep purchasing your FICO score or not, because you will have to purchase it, and you can go onto my website at readyforgoodcredit.com, and if you go on there, you'll see a link to pull your FICO report. So the thing that I say about this is you want to know what lenders' scores are getting. Who cares? I can give you a Genie Kelly credit score, and I could base it on the same factors, but if it's not the same score the lenders are using, then does it really matter what credit score I'm going to give you? So the bottom line is always monitor the correct score. I always suggest FICO. Know where you stand so when you go in that bank for a loan for yourself or a credit card or an auto loan or a student loan or whatever it may be, you know what your FICO score is. And again, 90% of lenders use that. That's my top 10. I will post this on my website as well so you can see um, my top 10 credit rules for, unfortunately, going through a divorce. But again, these are so simple little steps that you can make that are going to protect you and your credit. Thank you for listening.